Good morning and welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the bicycle hour. We're here in studio with Mark Trumper from Pedal Power. Mark, how are you? Great. How are you, Jason? Good. It's great to have you here in studio. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for inviting me. I'm honored. Absolutely. So we've got, uh, today's a big day in the bike world. We've got lots of fun things happening. You were over at Free Bikes for Kids giveaway. Oh man, that was fun. Yeah. I want to talk a lot more about that. It's also Major Taylor's birthday. Oh. Which for us velodrome fans is a big deal. Um, I, I read the local book. Nice, yeah. He's uh, he's kind of a legend in uh, in the bicycle world for sure. Uh, it's bike shop day, so everyone go out and buy mm. stuff from your local bike shop. Uh, and it's uh, worldwide fat bike day, so lots of exciting stuff going on in the bike world uh, today. It's also, of course, uh, the middle of the Berlin World Cup. So as we do every week, we throw in a little velodrome news and some exciting stuff for our American uh, racers over there. Ashton Lambie, who many of you know, uh, just won the U.S. International Pursuit National Championship and set a world record in the International Pursuit, uh, is w- riding with a pro track team called the Hoob Watt Bike Team. And they took fourth place uh, in the individual pursuit over in Berlin. So that was a good result for them. They were just under a second away from uh, being in the medals. So good result by Ashton. Uh, Ashton, who comes from a non-track world, I think he is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. So not a velodrome down there, which is kind of interesting. Um, The women's team pursuit team, which features Kelly Catlin, who's from here in the Twin Cities, uh, had a tough round this time around. They finished fifth, which is off their typical podium position, but they were only 0.176 seconds away from the medal round. So a pretty decent result. They had a couple new members of that team uh, this this time out. And so, you know, trying to get people uh, acclimated, I'm sure, is, is always challenging. Uh, and then, of course, Jennifer Valente is going to be racing in the Omnium, and she has a very good chance of being on the podium, uh, as well as the weekend goes through. So stay tuned for more information about the Berlin World Cup. So we're here with uh, Mark Trumper from Pedal Power. Mark, for before we get started in a little backstory of the, the program, talk about you and your kids going out to free bikes for kids today. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm thinking it was about... Somewhere between 40 and 50 kids at my school, third third through fifth graders, got uh, nominated to receive a free bike today. And as part of that, the school agrees to send somebody to greet them. Well, I, I would be there anyway. I wouldn't miss it. It's <laughs> a, such a wonderful thing. And probably about a month ago, I took nine kids down to Free Bikes for Kids, and we cleaned and repaired and fixed flats and stuff and that's great they were very gracious with all the energy (laughs) (laughs) well that's fantastic and so how did the kids get nominated for their to receive those bikes well i i have to be a little sneaky because if i say who needs a bike they'll all say they do of course so i i just say that we have a bike survey Mm -hmm. and that um the people that have helped buy the bikes for us at school need some information to know how it's going. Right. And one of the questions is, do you have a bike? Yes mm-hmm. or no. And yep. then there's a couple like, is your bike too small, too big, or just right? That's great. So sometimes if it's too small, and then it asks, is it broken or is sure. it work well? Yep. Who repairs it? Mm-hmm. I get a little information that's that's good for me and yeah. you know for the program, but I also... It helps me figure out really who needs one. Sure. And so how many of those kids are getting their very first bike at today's event? Um, probably more than half of them. Some of them, like, they have a bike, but it's just way too small. Sure. Um, but a lot of them, like, one of the last girls I hugged and said goodbye to before I left just learned to to ride a bike in October. It took wow. her about a month. No kidding. And then she got her first bike today so that's exciting that warms my heart yeah for sure well talk a little bit about the program the pedal power program how did you get it started and what's the basic mission of the program so um about 2010 or so i i'm a, I'm a i teach english as a second language mm-hmm. at pillsbury school in minneapolis so that's my my reason for being at mm-hmm. the school but i the the end of the year, the kids, the fifth graders who had been with me for for five or six years, I would always give them a field trip of their choosing. Hmm. It was, it was. I had I don't know, fourteen kids maybe, and 
the previous three years, we walked to a restaurant and we had a restaurant experience since many of them never go to restaurants. And then this year they were like, we don't want to do that. We want to ride bikes. <laughs> so it was just kind of out of the blue. It wasn't me pushing it. And then I, I hooked up with the Lopet Foundation before they had any of their bike infrastructure. Somebody donated a trailer with like a couple dozen bikes in hmm. it. And we went over there. I had no idea, but like three of them, three out of the 14 didn't know how to ride a bike at all. And Mm. three more weren't much better. Yeah. And then I had a couple that were just reckless and weren't very safe. Sure. So it was really kind of the bad news bears. (laughs) They'd hit a hairpin in the turn and go right off into the woods. (laughs) So... Which can be an adventure. It was fun. We still had fun. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And so you had 14 kids in that in that first class. Yeah, and just so many of them couldn't ride a bike. And yeah. I, I didn't know that. You know, yeah. usually as a teacher, you know, you never, you never can count on anything. You know, you got to count on that they don't know and give background to everything. Sure. But I didn't know that many kids couldn't ride bikes. And yeah. it took a couple of years and... My oldest daughter, Nicole, was like, I was talking to her about it, and she goes, it's never going to be the right time. <laughs> Just either do it or quit talking about right. it. Right. <laughs> so so we, we got a couple of small grants and mm-hmm. got a few bikes, and the first year we didn't have enough. Yeah. We had enough for half of a class. And the first couple of years they were stored in a closet in the lunchroom. So as we took the bikes out, all the other kids were pleading to go biking too (laughs) so it was it was kind of there was some difficult things yeah growing pains i bet and how did it how was the process of becoming sort of an established after school program how did that process work well let me back up just a little bit like part part of how we can have an after school program is in the school day we have an hour of biking every fall and spring for every fourth and fifth grader. Wow. So fourth grade is more learn to bike. And and by the end of fourth grade and fifth grade, we call it bike to learn. <laughs> so we bike around the city and learn about things. That's great. So after we had established that, then the next year we started an after school program mm-hmm. and we... And we started really, well, advanced biking skills, but also high adventure. Yeah. Going around and Mm -hmm. doing things. That's great. And so when you established that in the school program, was that through the physical education uh, or was it? No. Well, at first, um, my friend Susan Tuck and I, who who got this all going with me, um, we just wanted we saw how much time the kids would spend in after school classes yeah. and if you didn't learn how to read in the first 6 hours why do 3 hours of the same thing right and we were we both didn't like that hmm. and and we were nearing the end of our career and we wanted to change it and we were able to take risks mm-hmm. that maybe a younger teacher couldn't do mm-hmm. and so we just got some bikes and Started taking kids all over, and the, actually the Fayed teacher at our school at the time did not like it. She thought it was too risky. Wow. She, so we had we had to fight some people that maybe you think would love it. Yeah. But, uh, but we just kept going, and it was we had a lot of adventures. That's great. So as you started to build the concept for the program, what were some of the key goals that you had in mind? Well, we... We wanted a low threshold of entry. We never charged the kids for anything. Mm-hmm. It, um, it's not to say that they don't have to put something in toward it. Yeah. We expect a lot. We expect like older kids to help the younger kids, more skilled, help the other kids. If you have mechanical skills, you need to help people mm-hmm. fix their bike. And we expect, um, you know, greeting the neighbors there's there's we've the first year we hit the first like three years there was an elderly woman that would walk every day at the same time Hmm. and she would after a while started remarking well there's 
they're looking better today. <laughs> you know, like the first few, t we had a lot of crashes at the beginning. We learned how to teach biking on the fly a little bit. <laughs> a crash course, literally. We did. A crash course in biking. Yes. That's great. And so as you have developed the program, you've obviously built in some specific activities. I mean, certainly you have to take those kids from a very rudimentary skill level on the bike yes. to being able to ride in a group, you know, and be effective that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think we now are kind of a model for that. Um, Susan and I have done some staff development for other FIED teachers in hmm. the district and mm -hmm. other teachers in Minneapolis that want to start similar kinds of programs. Yeah. And uh, I guess we just started out um, riding around on the, on the athletic field at Wyndham Park, mm -hmm. and, and eventually we switched over. We got a trailer. We now have a trailer that we store our bikes outside. That's great. And we have a parking lot that has a slight um, downhill, like a 1% grade, you know, <laughs> so it's nice for learning to go down there. Yeah. They yeah. get kids started yeah. without yeah. having to do it all on their own. And we, one of the really cool things is we have kids that, you know, are struggling with math and reading and they're behind and we're, we're a high poverty school, but they, they learn how to bike and especially the ones who it's hard for, mm -hmm. they get it and, go, and, and you can tell if I can do this, then yeah. then maybe I can get better at reading too. That and some of, of, some of them have verbalized that. Is that's that right? Kind of how we know. So. That's great. Yeah, and I've got to believe that sense of accomplishment is something that sticks with them for years. I I think so. Yeah. I mean, I have a I have a bike on top of my car outside of Mac here <laughs> because. Two of my former students were at Free Bikes for Kids, and they ran up and said, three bikes won't fit. You need to take the other one. <laughs> I was kind of in a hurry to get here, and I was like, Jason will have to wait. <laughs> so I have to stop and drop that off. So I That's do think fantastic. there has been an impact. Yeah, clearly. That way. Yes. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to ride with, with the group, and it's just amazing to see how, I mean, honestly, the kids in your program are better at group riding than some of the people I ride group rides, some of the adults I ride group rides with. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. Yes. <laughs> Eventually. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and it's a learning process for all yeah. of us, right? Yeah. I have a couple boys this year that just are image. They're great kids. I love having them along, but yeah. they're they're motor skills. They're not to the maturity level where they can even do it. So yeah. They, they fall down and then they quick jump on because I think they're afraid I'm going <laughs> to take them off the team if, if they keep make, causing crashes and things. <laughs> it sounds like they're bike racers waiting to happen. <laughs> like, yeah, fall I'm, over, get back on, and keep going. I'm waiting to see that. That's that's not at all what, what my mission is. Our mission is just to get as many kids riding. Yeah. It, it goes back to what we did at the beginning a third, of, at least a third of the kids in our school could not ride a bike at all hmm. coming into fourth grade. Yeah. And that's our, our big thing that we want to mm -hmm. do, remove all the barriers that stop kids from being able to ride a bike. Yeah. So then today, now they have, we removed another barrier because we partner with Free Bikes for Kids. And yeah. Now a lot of them have a bike. Yeah. So. It's it's amazing that that there are and you know it's somewhat unsurprising given the the poverty level of the school but the fact that so many of those kids don't know how to ride I mean I, when I was in first grade I was riding to school by myself smaller town right yeah. long time ago but you know that I just remember that feeling of freedom and the ability that independence that I gained by being able to get to school on my own uh, that early. <laughs> Well, when I was in kindergarten, I rode my dad's bike to the school oh, carnival and wow. had it stolen. Oh, no. Oh, no. So there's one of my first bike memories coming out that I didn't think was going to percolate up till you brought that up. You brought that up on, on you know, I didn't say anything. But, you know, I think it's those, those kinds of uh, experiences are really formative for kids. You know, I mean, I think having that ability to succeed on the bike has got to really be an important element for them in their education. Well, I have a, 
we have a new teacher this year. It's it's he started actually maybe October mm-hmm. and he teaches reading three days a week. Young guy, a real nice guy, and he's joined us on a couple rides. And one, after the first one, we had this big bonfire. And wow. He he said, it seems kind of subversive, <laughs> but in the very best way. <laughs> That's great. Which which. It kind of is subversive to have kids that didn't go all over. They didn't even go to parks that were a mile away. Wow. Because, like, I remember going to Boom Island Park the first time with the kids. Mm -hmm. And we passed a kid's house, like, a half mile before it. And he said, I ain't never been to the Mississippi River. And I was like, wow. We're right by your house. This is a beautiful, big, huge park. You can ride your bike all over. Yeah. It's safe. Right. And he said, yeah, but I've never been here. Wow. And so the kids, when they're done with our after-school thing, they can find their way almost anywhere. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, when you think about it, when you're on a bike and you're finding your way around, it's, it's way better for your direction, a sense of direction, than being in a car. Especially yeah, if you're not s- driving the car. It slows it down and you see all the things on the way. Absolutely. You're kind of part of it. Yeah. You've used the word adventures a number of times to describe where you guys go and what you do with the kids. How do you decide where you're going to go? I mean, do the kids get to be involved in those discussions? Um, I, I, well, when I had Susan, the two of us kind of planned together. We always took input from the kids. Yeah. So the answer to that is yes. We always took input from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like... Last week, it was pretty cold, Mm -hmm. and then we had icy streets, and Mm -hmm. so at some point, you have to get inside. Yeah. And so on Monday, we went to the Guthrie Theater. Mm -hmm. We just went straight there. It's about three and a half miles away, locked up the bikes, and then we had a good hour to just explore the theater. Fun. And then we rode back, Mm -hmm. and and that kind of took the... two hours and 15 minutes that we have allotted. Yeah. But on Wednesday, we took a longer ride because the new bridge from Boom Island to Nicollet Island just opened. It's I been closed that. for like a year. Yeah. And I got word from one of my volunteers that it had opened, so we, we wanted to be among the first to go over that. And then we went to um, the... Mill City Museum. Fun. Which I'd, I was going to go to book the Center for the Book Arts, mm-hmm. which it was so slippery. That would have been a little more out of the way. Yeah. I didn't know you could go in the Mill City Museum to warm up. So it yeah. was great. Tables great. and bathrooms. Yeah. And we warmed up and had a snack. Nice. So. That's great. That we That's kind of the thing in the winter. You got to get a stop to warm mm-hmm. up. But otherwise, you know, we we've had kids who've had older siblings and that have had legal issues and Hmm. things. And we're like, he's one of the smartest kids I've ever met. Really? We have to start writing to the university of Minnesota more. So we started making sure we regularly went there and Mm -hmm. we'll ride through there. And this year the kids started yelling sky, you ma (laughs) and row the boat and stuff like that. So, well, you know, maybe there is a little prodding there. <laughs> we'll just have to get him here and we can teach him to sing Dear Old McAllister. <laughs> well, we've been here, you know. Yes. And I think it was 2017. It might have been 16. The Youth Bike Summit. We rode mm-hmm. here from Pillsbury. It's like, I want to say six miles away, okay. maybe eight miles yeah. away. And that's we, great. We participated. The kids did a presentation all that's themselves. Fantastic. And, and then we rode back. It was great. We rode yeah, back in the great. rain, actually. Wow. You know, I have that to say, was a fun day. not only are, are your kids better at riding in a group than a lot of adults, you guys are harder core than most of the adult cyclists I know. <laughs> well, we, we already had a pretty big suffer fest this year where people weren't dressed warm enough. Oh. They learn. The yeah. School of Hard Knocks One is time really a takes. good teacher. <laughs> and the, the, we do... Like I, I talked about the removing barriers mm-hmm. that help kids. We we get buffs for them to use, and I, I have gloves for them to borrow And when it's really cold. Mm-hmm. Last winter, we went on a 14-mile ride with Anthony Taylor and nice. the slow ride with mm-hmm. the 
major Taylor group. And, uh, and it was like zero to one below the whole ride. Wow. So we had lobster <laughs> mitts and yeah. toe warmers and mm-hmm. we got some extra wool socks and they wore snow pants. And, <laughs> but uh, I, I was helping them and I frostbit my hands oh my gosh, pretty good. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's a couple stories there. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who are just joining us, you're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at uh, McAllister College Radio, 91.7 FM, WMCN in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're here with Mark Trumper, who is one of the founders of the Pedal Power Program at Pillsbury Elementary. Uh, we've been talking a lot about some of the adventures uh, that you take uh, with the kids. You've been doing this now for, ten, I suppose, almost 10 years. Next year will be Well, this year? is, no, it, it's been about... Uh, Six and a half years okay. since since 2012 yep. we start the that fall the of official, 2012 yep. yeah mm-hmm. and over that time you've obviously become a very solid part of the cycling environment at Minneapolis Public Schools and I think a lot of people sort of look to you as almost the godfather and godmother you and Susan of <laughs> cycling in in Minneapolis Public Schools. Oh yeah, well you're part of the, you're a member of the cloth yourself, Jason. <laughs> you know, it's amazing to have a chance to work with the kids honestly because you've really built a foundation for them to be excited about bikes and to have that enthusiasm. So when we bring the Minnesota Cycling Center STEM program, the ABC's uh program into the classroom, they're hungry for that information. Yeah, and they and they have some background Mm-hmm. They don't know the names of everything yet, right. but they have a lot of bike backgrounds, so they're ready to learn yeah. by the time you guys come around. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Let me ask you a question. Okay. You were talking about adventures. You came with us on a ride, and it was I think it was the only time we've ever really gone to a restaurant. What was? Yeah. What kind of a experience was that it for was, you? It was great. <laughs> I mean, the food was great. That was that was really fun. Um, but I think it was really fun to see the kids in an atmosphere that, that was very uh, new for them, that, that it was a, a different experience than they'd had before. But I was impressed with how uh, mature they behaved. You know, I mean, fourth, fourth graders, you know, tons of energy were very respectful of everybody who was in the restaurant, very respectful for the people who were there. And uh, I think it really was an eye-opening experience for them. So I thought it was great. Well, we don't just cherry-pick people with, <laughs> with uh, angelic behavior, but <laughs> we, we do try to find people that we see maybe some leadership in that mm-hmm. hasn't been tapped. Yeah. And I, I have a kid just last week... Uh, I didn't give him one of our our famous safety yellow hoodies because he <laughs> he was his behavior wasn't really what I wanted at yeah. school, mm-hmm. and I actually didn't let him be a junior coach, which is who gets the hoodies yep. at the beginning of the year, even though he had a lot of leadership qualities that I wanted. Hmm. And I just waited and I talked to him a few times, yeah. and when the weather got cold. He really showed up and he helped people and that's great. And he's pretty tough and yeah, he he's been just uh, the oil for the machine instead of the <laughs> instead of the piece of pieces of metal stuck in the gears <laughs> like he had been. So it's been that was just a joy to go. I went and grabbed him a a hoodie and handed it to him and he wore it every day. Oh, that's week. fantastic. So that's, well, it's gotta be a badge fun. of honor, you know, when those kids finally get a chance yeah. to actually don the junior coach yeah. hoodie. You don't, you don't get one unless you earn it. Right. <laughs> and, and you give specific responsibilities for those junior coaches. I mean, when you go out on rides, tell us a little bit about how the program evolved. Um, well, we, I, I, um, have a lot of influence in my life from Bill Simpson, the mm-hmm. longtime Stillwater cross country ski coach. Mm-hmm. I, I learned from him. Um, remove all barriers. Everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and so as you think about getting those kids into that junior program, I mean, oh, that junior coach program, I mean, it seems like you really handpick those kids but you've obviously got an an idea of what you want them to to do 
Right? Yeah, so so we're looking at leadership kinds of things, and it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we expect, I don't know if you experienced this when you came along, but anybody, anytime we have a guest rider, you're mm-hmm. expected to greet them yep. and stick your hand out. Yep. And R.T. Ryback came with us one time and had a lesson on how Barack Obama taught him to shake hands. No kidding. And that he's been better at it since, and he <laughs> said, I, I want to teach you because it'll save you a lot of the learning curve. So, That's great. So we expect that, but we, you know, we have some kids that are really good at reading and writing. Yep. And if we have to have a thank you note mm-hmm. or two, sure. If we, I mean, we're going to write thank you notes to people that donated to us this fall, and those people will have to write three or four, and everybody yeah, else sure. might just write one. Yeah. And then we have some people that are more mechanically inclined. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had a kid that was a selective mute mm-hmm. for two years, and I made him a junior coach because his family was so nice, and mm-hmm. his mom, it, he was the youngest, and yeah. I just thought, they've been so good and so responsible, I kind of owe it to him. Yeah. But I like I was not sure why else he was there. Yeah. But he would look at things. I brought him to Free Bikes for Kids to fix bikes, hmm. and he could see... And I didn't know that until I brought him there. He could see what was wrong. Yeah. Before I could. So he had a mechanical aptitude that yeah, didn't just, come out because he, he could was hear mad. a noise and know what it was. Wow. You know, boy, I can't do that. <laughs> I, people, I'll sit and listen to my bike and go, I'm, "What is going on?" I, people usually point out my noises to me on group rides too. <laughs> <laughs> you need to bring him along as your mechanic That's all the right. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and another thing I noticed uh, that I thought was really impressive uh, when when we went on that ride up Honeywell Hill, which is a daunting little climb for someone on a small bike, mm-hmm. um, you had the junior coaches wait for the last people to get up that climb, even oh, if yeah, they were we were off and walking. Yeah, we have. Uh, we learned ourselves from a almost really bad thing happening. We have cabooses, mm-hmm. and they wear a different color vest. Mm-hmm. And we have two of them. Yep. And then if I look back and I see both the people with the blaze orange vest, I know we have everybody. Yeah. And it and and you really have to be responsible to get that role mm-hmm. because I bet. Susan and I had a ride one time and somebody had a bike issue. Yeah. And we stopped and it took, I don't know, five minutes to fix mm-hmm. the and we were sitting there a couple minutes, and a brother and sister that were in the group came up, and we didn't know they were wow. back there. And yeah. we were like, this can never happen ever again. Yeah, absolutely. They were on the right trail. Mm-hmm. They were skilled, but sure, they got they were farther back than we knew. So yeah, important lesson to learn for sure. Yeah. So and you know the thing that struck me about those kids is they were very responsible about being the caboose. It, they clearly understood how big a uh, responsibility it was, and they did it cheerfully like they wanted to be the caboose and they were happy to wait for people there was no growling about oh will you hurry up and i mean it was really interesting to see how well they they performed in that role yeah we we want all different levels Mm -hmm. and i tell the kids you know because i have i i just went on a ride that cold ride on wednesday um down to the mill city museum and I had a girl who just learned to ride a bike hmm. in September, like right before we started wow. in October yeah. with our bigger group. And she struggled a little bit, but everybody was cheering her on and That's happy. Great. And That's so. great. You know, you've talked a lot about some individual wins that kids have had and growth opportunities that they've taken and that kind of thing. As you look at the program as a whole, what kind of outcomes have you seen? across the board one of the really big things that i've seen is i saw a lot of kids who couldn't solve like simple problems we we have mechanical problems Mm -hmm. we have medical problems we have we used to get lost a lot i i don't get lost very often anymore because i i've ridden it so much but is that because you live in stillwater i have no idea where you're going in minneapolis originally it kind of was but i actually kind of miss it interesting the kids would ride up and go are you lost and i go why would you say that because you have google maps out on your phone (laughs) 
darn kids. <laughs> so it's, I actually like getting, my favorite kind of ride personally is. Getting is a little lost. Getting a little lost. Yeah. I used to, every summer, at least once, take off and like ride up through Taylor's Falls. Mm-hmm. And then I would purposefully in Wisconsin just go down a road. I had no idea what was down there. <laughs> That's great. kind of weave my way through. That's and, great. And you've so, taken the kids on some pretty big adventures, too. I mean, you go to Stillwater at least once a year, right? We go. That's our culminating activity. We've done it the last, I think, four years. That's great. So we ride. And th- that was, you asked before, if the kids ever get to choose. That mm-hmm. was them. No kidding. They, they wanted to ride. We were learning about states in fourth yeah. grade, and they said, let's ride to another state. I want to ride to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> and I said... We can't ride to Iowa. It'd probably take a week, <laughs> and and so we settled on riding Wisconsin. to Wisconsin. That's great. So we rode, locked our bikes up, and rode over and walked over to Wisconsin. Fun. And, That's and, great. and we're planning on that again this year. Yeah. That's well, kind of become an institution. We yeah. have alumni, and now parents are starting to ask if they can go along. That's so it's fun. Kind of fun. That's great. And you know now with that lift bridge being changed over into a bike and pedestrian bridge, you could get them to ride over across the Yeah, and I think it's... Is it I done? Think, I they, they were sandblasting the middle lift part. Great. And everything else is painted. They painted it the original green that it was in... No kidding. When they opened it in, I think, 1931 or whatever That's it was. That's fun. And so it's... You could tell what's done because it's green. So right. I think it's really close to being done. That's if great. If not... Very yeah. cool. How many kids have gone through the program total since you started? So you're talking about the after school yeah, program where yeah. um I would say I don't know, maybe a hundred. Yeah? Yeah. And it's probably some five. are in it one year, some are in it for two years. Okay. I have a two families that I've had all four kids from That's their family. Great. Yeah. It was really fun to meet them. At the gala on Monday night. Yes. Edgar and his, his sisters. Yes. That was great. Edgar's yeah. going to be a tall kid, especially yeah. compared to his sisters who yeah. are not so tall. <laughs> yeah. And he actually, that one of the funny things is we get so close from doing all these rides that they, I'll let him use my phone to call home because sometimes, you know, we'll meet on a, we'll do a late night ride or mm-hmm. something and then we get back late. So they... They call and they all start learning my cell phone number. <laughs> so Edgar texted me today and he wanted to know when the latest he could go because he was in Alexandria and he wasn't sure if he was coming. Oh get my back. gosh, that's fantastic! <laughs> that's great. It's obviously. I mean, you, you. I can remember teachers who had a massive impact on on my upbringing and my childhood, and I've got to believe that you are in a similar position with these kids. It's and they've saved me because. Being stuck inside, um, I always, uh, I'll joke around with the kids and I'll go, go tell the principal, Mr. Trumper's a wolf, not a dog. You can't keep him in. <laughs> He's a wild hen. <laughs> so I set great. him up to do things like that. <laughs> I don't know if you remember on your ride, speaking of wolves, one of our kind of things that we're known for is we howl under all the bridges yep. going that's through. such a great tradition <laughs> that's so great i bet the kids just love that <laughs> it's the problem is when i go with a bunch of guys in stillwater <laughs> do they look at you kind of funny when you start howling <laughs> I, what are you doing they look over and i have to stop real quick <laughs> you know what let let your your spirit animal out Mark. <laughs> if they can't hang with you and your spirit animal I don't know if you should be riding with them. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And so what's been the response generally from the administration and from, from the, your, your colleagues at Pillsbury? That's an interesting question because we've had big administrative turnover. Yeah. And uh, the, the first administrator that actually approved letting us do it was a fabulous principal. And then hmm. we've had some bumps in the road since then. Yeah. But every time there was a new one, we 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 always 
believed in apologizing later. <laughs> so every time there was a new one, we expanded a little bit. Like nice. We only did fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And, and then the fifth graders were always mad. They didn't get their hour of biking because sure. now they know and they could go on a nice trip. Mm-hmm. And they really wanted to go. And it's it's really good for kids. Yeah, absolutely. Just getting out, you can you can learn mm-hmm. a lot of reading and math better if you went out for a bike ride. Yeah, first. Yep. we know this, right? That's <laughs> absolutely right. So then, every time we got a new principal, like one time in the transition, we just added fifth grade. <laughs> oh, we've always done it that way. <laughs> and that's what we said. We've always done it that way. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. And obviously the district has paid attention because there are a bunch of schools now that have started pro- programs uh, in their own schools. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, uh, we had one administrator that was like maybe going to shut us down and we wouldn't be allowed to do it anymore. Wow. And our our friends at the district that run safe routes to school mm-hmm. and do all the the healthy schools things they they put out a a plan they had been working on mm-hmm. with a with Alta consultants for why biking was so good mm-hmm. they put it out like 2 months early just to have our backs so yeah. we we found that it's really important to cultivate allies mm-hmm. and we found that right from the get go yep like the engineers, if we have to bring them a six-pack yep. a couple times a year, yep. we do it. Yep, absolutely. Well, <laughs> we have certain teachers that yeah. we really help us. So so bribery works in, in the school system. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, padding. Backpadding <laughs> That's works. right. And, you know, I, 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 uh, I was struck by the, the strength of cycling in the Minneapolis public schools when I want, went on their wellness day ride. Uh, you know, when all the schools get together at the uh, uh, the wellness facility on, uh, is it uh, Broadway? On Broadway. And that's on Plymouth. Plymouth. Plymouth, thank Plymouth. you. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing to see how many schools were represented. I mean, there were probably 200 kids riding in that. Yeah. Isn't that great. fun? It was great. Yeah. And everybody was really uh, rallying around it. I mean, all the kids from those different programs really did a nice job. And yeah, I was very impressed. And the first one we had, we were going to lead the ride, but because mm-hmm. there was a lot of kids that really didn't know how to ride, yeah, they would surge and mm-hmm. weave in and out, sure. But I had to pull my kids back because there was kids from other schools that wanted, kind of like the group rides we sometimes go on, where there's always <laughs> somebody that wants to push it, uh, yep, <laughs> ride dangerous and push uh-huh. the pace. So yep. we had that. So we kind of just held back, but yeah. the, the riding overall mm-hmm. is better. Yeah, I bet it is. Than it was, you know, a few years ago when yeah. that started. Yeah. Jenny Borden is the one that kind of championed that. She's been, she's she just keeps at job. it. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if it was, it was Jenny. We were talking before the show started about how we got introduced originally. And, I, and I'm trying to think if it was Jenny who connected us or if it was our friend Roy Hallinger who connected us. It seems to me that it was Jenny. I know. I know Mike Liner from the Cycling Federation is yep. a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I, I know he's mentioned your name before. Yeah, so that could be it too. I don't know. Yeah, I've worked with Mike over the years with the Cycling Federation, the Velodrome. But yeah, it's, so it's it's interesting how these these communities come together. Um, but I think it's really a testament to what you've built at Pillsbury that the district has taken so much of this to heart and really tried to expand the programs to other schools. Yeah, we've worked a lot together, Jenny and and that whole wellness um, department. They came up with the whole idea to do the to present at the Winter Cycling Congress. Nice, and that was that's a real high point of our program. That. That's a global experience. Because I don't know if you I don't know if you were part of that. I was out of town when that took place. So the night before it snowed ten inches. Yes, I saw that. And the city assured. The organizers of the conference, you know, a year in advance, yep. they would plow all the bike yep, routes everything first. everything would be easy. And they did mm-hmm. in the south part of the city. Oh. But northeast, the only group of kids who were coming, right? they didn't plow the, the oh. diagonal trail, which was our route that we had practiced with the kids so yep. it would be easy yep. when, when they had to do it at night and whatnot. Wow. So we rode right down 
the middle of Stinson. Oh my gosh! But we had we had um, a couple volunteers that just took the road, and you would have had to run them down. Wow. They were, that's one of the things that's been really heartwarming too. All the people that come and ride with us, yeah, kind of take the kids in, just mm-hmm. like their own kids. Yep, it's really so. it's really fun. And you know, you watch on social media and you see all the people. Like, I got a chance to ride with Pedal Power. <laughs> it's almost more of a badge of honor for them to ride with you and and the kids as it is for the kids. I'm sure it's it's fun because we rode with RT Ryback and he goes. Would you would you mind if I tell him about this bridge? This I I've been wanting this bridge to be a bike bridge for years. I was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's great. And then when we had Betsy Hodges, it right at the end of our ride, it just poured rain. Oh no! And I was a little worried about how that was gonna go. She put her bike down and put her hands up and looked to the sky and. <laughs> Was so happy, and it was. That's you could tell great. she had a helping of something good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Has Mayor Fry had a chance to ride with you yet? No, he. We had him scheduled, but he had something come up. Yeah. So we'll we'll get back at him. Yeah, that's that's great. Do you have a guest every week when you ride, or every day, every time you ride, or how? No, often? but we the the whole guest thing started in really in earnest because we didn't the district. We had a hard time getting enough people, and yeah. so we started getting people that were good at biking, and yep. they enjoyed it, and so we just kept... It was a way to get more people to help us. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> so, And I was we were talking earlier about you know how it expanded around the district, and I remember when the first year we did our uh, Minnesota Cycling Center ABCs program with you, uh, I think you posted something about it on on Facebook, and and Lisa from Seward Montessori oh, yeah. immediately was on <laughs> Facebook. Hey, how do we get this at Seward? And uh, it's really been fun to work with with the bike sharks. Uh, yeah, down Seward, at Seward is a great well. program. They really do. Yep, they've got a whole uh, a, a very cool workshop uh, in the just off of their multi purpose room uh, for kids to work on their bikes as well. And so they get their older kids to go through a mechanics program. Uh, yeah, which is I know. Really pretty cool. I know. I'm a little jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a nice, uh, and they've got a they've got an Uber volunteer down there uh, who really helps a lot. Uh, One of the so. neat things is how everybody's program is just a little different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, everybody's got a little bit of a different spin, and they yeah. have different destinations, obviously. Yeah, and I based think there's room for are. that. Definitely. I mean, it's a, you can all learn from each other, right? For, yeah, and for me, I I really probably push the adventure part more. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we went to a restaurant with you, but we're more of a picnic kind yeah. of group. We like to go. <laughs> we really like building fires, and we like bigger fires better than smaller fires. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why the kids relate to you because you're kind of a big fourth grader yourself, aren't you? <laughs> a little bit. One time we one time we went to a farmer's market and we bought a dozen ears of corn. Where we actually we gave the kids five dollars and told them to like spend it however they want. Figure out whatever they bought we were gonna have for snack in two days. That's great. So they well we did that twice. One time they got a dozen ears of corn and so we brought camp stoves in the panniers that's and we boiled up the corn at columbia park wow and then another time they got a watermelon that was really difficult (laughs) to fit in the pannier (laughs) we had to shake it really really hard to get it back up and when and and you should have seen the look on the kids faces when we pulled out the 10 inch butcher knife (laughs) to, to cut it with like you can't have knives like that on school property. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! But we weren't on school property. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can only imagine what the waiver form looks like for your program. You know what it is? What's that? It's a field trip. Slip. Really? That's all? Yeah. No kidding. That I mean that leads into a interesting thing. I I like to joke around a lot, but the parents at first. They're worried. They're yep. not sure what this is. At the end, like Edgar, I could take Edgar to a foreign country, and his parents would let me. Wow. Because they know I would take care of him right. and make sure he was safe. Yeah. And, well, you've already taken him to Wisconsin, so what's the worst yeah. that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's fa- that's fantastic. And so uh, I'm assuming most of the kids who start in fourth grade come back in fifth grade, right? Most of them, yeah. 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 And some of the kids during the school day, they don't like it. Really? Most of them do, but yeah. there's, a, there's a few they re- really don't like it. And Interesting. I think... Most likely because some of the rides are long mm-hmm. and just like the lack of fitness, it's kind of hard to, yep. to fit in on that. But even them, I saw one of them that says she doesn't like biking at Free Bikes for Kids and got herself a bike. So I think she'll like it more sure. if she rides six blocks to her friend's house. Yeah. She'll love that. Yep. She just doesn't want to go on an eight-mile ride. Right. Which, you know, not everybody's an endurance rider. That's why we have velodrome racing. We can have races that are 15 minutes long, not 15 hours long. Don't you (laughs) have some that are like six days? Well, yes, there are (laughs) six day type races for sure. I like the short ones. Yeah, (laughs) I like going really fast for a very short period of time. You're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM WMCN, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're here in studio with Mark Trumper from the pedal power program at Pillsbury Elementary. Uh, we should probably uh, do another PSA because we are a community radio station after all. So as the semester gets hectic, it becomes even more important to focus on health and well-being. The Hamry Center Wellness Lounge, the next door past the Health and Wellness Center Clinic in the Leonard Center, is an excellent space on campus to take a breather. To promote the Wellness Lounge as a community space, we're hosting wellness happy hours from 3 to 4 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays for the rest of the semester. Come drink tea, eat free, free snacks, color, pick up safer sex and sleep supplies, chat with health promotion student staff, and learn about upcoming health and wellness programs and events here at McAllister. Mark, you, uh, you've, you've built a great program over the last six or so years. Uh, you've had to uh, endure the loss of your co-founder as she moved out to new adventures out west. Yeah. Um, as you look at the longevity of the program and kind of what you've built, what are you, what are you seeing on the horizon five or ten years down the road? Oh, well, it was all, we we were always like not that far looking ahead as we <laughs> built it. We were just. Um, Trying through to get this first through, semester, through, yeah. Right? Let's get through this. Um, I guess within the next five years, I will be retiring from teaching. But the work of this for me is too important to walk away from. Yeah. So somehow I have to stay involved in it. Mm-hmm. The I've learned that the school district doesn't have every school doesn't have the expertise mm-hmm. for it. And I have a lot of teachers that know a lot of, about biking now because they've, you know, biked with us. But yep. they also, they don't have the time or the energy that it takes to to run this. So sure. I And also there's a, we, we helped another school just north of us start a biking program this fall. That's they did great. it one day a week for a shorter amount of time. Mm-hmm. But it's a foot in the door. Yeah. We're hoping everybody, all the schools east of the, in Minneapolis, east of the Mississippi River, that we can help them mm-hmm. maybe in the next five years. Yeah, do it if they want. Have you documented sort of the processes and procedures that you that you've created? Have you built like a, a playbook for people? Uh, somewhat. Jenny Borden at the district has done a lot of that, mm-hmm. and we've worked with her to do that. Mm-hmm. So we we have some, but she yeah. has she has more like the stuff down on paper yeah. than we do. But yeah. we that's great. We have and some of it. I mean, you've talked about people coming on rides. What are some of the other th- ways that people can get involved and in, and support what you're doing? Um, well, I have a during the school day we have lots of volunteers. Mm-hmm. So like learn to ride for fourth graders a lot of times we'll have like five volunteers and then me and another mm-hmm. teacher and maybe another teacher's aide so mm-hmm. we'll have just all kinds of people that's great out in the parking lot and everybody's learning mm-hmm. we i mean the kids that know how to bike we're teaching them when you stop get your power pedal up mm-hmm. get ready to start yep. how to leave space mm-hmm. even Pretty accomplished ten-year-old cyclists don't know how to leave bike space. Yeah, 
And that's what causes all the crashes. Sure. So we were yep. pretty strict about that, that's especially great. at the beginning. So for those people who aren't familiar with that concept, tell explain what leaving bike space means. Well, well we we require kids to have a one bike length in between bikes Got when it. we start yep. riding. Now we and we'll be pretty hard on them for mm-hmm. that. We don't want five bike spaces and we don't want a wheel length. Right. And and if you have five bike spaces, then cars come and they think they they can the, get through. They yeah, they think they can get through and they'll mm-hmm. and they'll do it. Yeah. So so we really have to be careful about that. But after a while, in our after school group, when they get really experienced, we'll let them get by with a wheel length. because yeah. we know that sure they can draft safely and and then we have to. They don't know like you don't pass on the right. Yeah. You know, between me and the curb. But right. I mean, they still do it once in a while, but <laughs> then I know if, if it's happening more than once, I know I didn't teach that enough. So then yeah. I stop. Yep. A lot of times we'll stop at a stop sign and I'll go, hey, we need to talk about some things. Yep. We, we had an instance this fall where we went through the university of minnesota and did some left-hand turns and busy traffic wow that's great the kids were pretty new and yep. they were a little freaked out yep. and some of them um didn't react the way i wanted and, yeah and the other teacher i was with didn't i think no isn't doesn't bike as much as us and mm-hmm. so he didn't take the lane to right. close it off so so the next time we went there, like a week or two later, we just talked about it. We practiced it. We practiced taking the lane. Mm-hmm. I showed him the hand signal yep. and what it meant. Yep. It was perfect. It was better than any group ride That's that great. you could go on. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And so you've obviously had some kids who have gone through the program and been out for three or four years now. Mm-hmm. Have any of those students come back to you and uh, shared experiences or, or thoughts on the program? Um, well, I, I'll see them around town Mm -hmm. and they're, they're all, they're always like coming up and they'll still give me a hug and things where, where that's not usually a middle or high school thing. Right. But the really neat thing that's happened is in our summer school program, I've had a couple of kids that have come back and volunteered. No kidding. So they've, like this summer, I had two kids. They each did like maybe three days. Okay. But the summer before, I had a a boy that came four days a week for four weeks. Wow. And then I I told him if he came every time, he would I'd give him a bike. Good for him. He came every time, so I, we gave him a bike. That's fantastic. What an what a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Well, how do we t- share with people? Where do we tell people to find more information about the program? Well, we have we have Instagram and Facebook pages. That's mostly how we show our story. Pictures are kind yep. of they look kind of angelic. <laughs> <laughs> you organize them very effectively <laughs> in that way. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're on at Pedal Power MN mm-hmm. for Instagram and Facebook. Great. Well, we'll make sure so we put links at, uh, yeah. to to those on the social media. Uh, for the show so we can get people out there because, you know, it's it's been amazing for us to be a part of it through the Minnesota Cycling Center to get to know the kids and to work with them and see the foundation that you've laid for them to learn from us. It's just been amazing. Well, the, the first time you guys came out and did your class, like a week later, we went to free bikes for kids mm-hmm. and the kids were, you showed them how to take a tire off mm-hmm. and patch a tube and they were changing tires in fact i saw one of the kids that was part of that group today it's kind no of kidding. reminded me of it so that's great that's it's kind great. of fun when you teach them something and then they get to use it yeah and they we expect some volunteering out of them so mm-hmm. like that's one of our things we do every year that's great well i already have a bike I, and th- i'm like it's not about you it's not about you <laughs> it's we're, yeah. There's 40 kids getting a bike from the school, so we all need to volunteer to make sure they get cleaned and repaired. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on a, on building a fantastic program. Thanks. Yeah, it's been so much fun having you in, in the studio, Mark. 
Yeah. Well, thanks, Jason, for having me. That yeah. was an honor. I feel honored. Well, it's it's been an honor for me to, to get to know you and work with your program as well. Uh, you've been listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles at 91.7 FM WMCN McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. We will see you next week. It's our holiday show next week. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. I say white, I say bar, I say bite, I say shark, I say him and George was never my scene and I don't like Star Wars. I say Rose, I say Royce, I say God, give me a choice. I say Lord, I say Christ, I don't believe in Peter Pan, Frankenstein or Superman.